Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. Morning, everybody. Happy Monday. And now we got the base. Let's see. Today on the radio show, we're going to have Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. But otherwise, uh, well, we're going to fight song where I'm at. We do that on Mondays when we honor some football teams. And uh, we'll do that and the uh, fight song roundup. But otherwise, we'll talk about all manner of things. Uh, Jeffrey, I was trying to sp- I was trying to think what I mean. Obviously, the best part of your weekend was was I'm sure uh, MUS uh, beating CBHS was a, a highlight from the sports weekend. Max Williams' stiff arm of William Kreitz on his pick six as he was going into the end zone was the best play I saw all weekend. I was going to ask whether LSU Auburn the entire experience mm-hmm. was. Now that was just a team doing its job. Was 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 very high up there for you, but um, there was a. It was it was kind of a mesmerizing sports weekend, didn't you think? Starting like starting with 
Friday night when we had a, a Memphis football game, which into, was interesting. And into then we Saturday had, morning. And then we had Colorado. Uh, astonishing result out there with Colorado and Stanford. Then we have a absolutely epic game between uh, Oregon and Washington yeah. on Saturday. Mes- that was mesmerizing. And then we had the two undefeated teams um, in the NFL fall yesterday. Correct. Plus, and, yeah. I mean, to me, like that's the other thing. It's like I know, I know you were texting me, and you weren't exactly thrilled with your Bills' performance. But on a day when it felt like all of the good teams were playing bad teams and and finding ways to lose, there's a difference between losing to the Browns and losing to the Jets, which each have have. There is something fearsome about them, right? They, they the, both have extremely good defense. Yes, yeah, just. And they've got they've got good running games, Def- defenses that will terrorize. You. Yes, and um, and the, the Giants do not have the do not have the, the defensive Giants front that either like, of those and they teams were inju- have. They, ridiculous. That was that was a ridiculous that was a ridiculous performance. But at least at least they did win. It was a um, it was an int- it was a uh, it was a heavily Taylor Swift weekend. Here's here's among the Taylor Swift among the Taylor Swift event uh, things that happened. Um, we had um, the Taylor Swift movie, movie, uh, the Eras uh, tour, the Eras tour movie. Glad to see she found a way to make a little more money off that. And um, our personal Taylor Swift correspondent, Lexi Johnston, mm-hmm. texted me from the Eras tour movie theater uh, that uh, that she was there, and guess who else was there? Our ma- our, our mayor. I saw your tweet. Our mayor-elect was there. He took um, his daughter, correct? Taking his daughter. So that's sweet, right? So we had that. Then, in case you hadn't seen enough of them, they pop up on SNL, right? Uh, Saturday Night Allegedly. Live. I, I, I did see, uh, I saw, and they were, they were supposedly even holding hands. Uh, and, uh, and so there, will, there you go. They will make, by the way, she will make that movie grossed, over the weekend, ninety-five, somewhere between ninety-five and ninety-seven million dollars, and of course, she has very savvy businessman that she, business person that she is. She has takes a bigger cut than they have a different distribution system, and so she is going to make fifty-five million of that over the weekend. For, for, for Glad nice, to see her finally catch a break. A nice weekend's work. I, I, by the way, only it, I was yesterday days old when I learned that Taylor Swift. Was named after James Taylor. Did not know that either. That's huge for you. Huge for me. Yes. Huge for me. Now I'm a Swifty. Exactly. You and, have to be. And I know that because somehow you're you're popping around on the internet, and up popped. They knew who I am, obviously. For you. It was for me. Up popped. James Taylor and Taylor Swift content. A jail. A, 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 it was James. It was Taylor Swift doing a concert at Madison Square Garden. And she told the story about how she was named after James Taylor. And she said, amazing how magical things can happen in New York. You know, James Taylor could just, like, show up. And then, of course, James no Taylor way. showed up. Yes, incredible. It's like a, it was like a, it was like a fairy It's like tale. it was set up. And they, and they sang Fire and Rain together. And, uh, and so she was named after James Taylor. So there was, a lot of, there was a lot of Taylor Swift content for me over the weekend anyway. You had Pete Davidson. You had the return of Saturday Night Live. You had Pete Davidson. Uh, host of Saturday Night Live, and he had a in the cold open. It was a it was a s- bittersweet 
opening because he said, you know, a lot of people wondered what, you know, obviously given the events in the Middle East, he said, uh, uh, you know, why do you have this goofy comedian? And then he, you know, he reminded people that um, he knows what it's like to lose someone to terror. His father was killed in 9-11. And, um, and so basically he was, he was talking about how his heart goes out for the victims and the victims' families, wherever they may be, whether they're in, uh, whether in the Gaza Strip or whether they're uh, in that horrific slaughter in Israel. Um, um, and so that was, that was a sweet, bittersweet moment. Anyway, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of stuff going on. And oh, not only that, you're, uh, you, you, we, we got our wish and the Houston Astros lost. We did. So it's, it's really pretty good. And a good. former Cardinal leading the way. And a former Cardinal leading the way, who was absolutely spectacular. All right, let's start then. We have all of that to talk about, plus the Memphis Grizzlies uh, lost yesterday, but Zaire Williams continued to look good. Indeed. Right? So um, we have all that to talk about. Let's start with Friday night as the Memphis Tigers go down and defeat to Tulane 31-21. Odd game. Because, first of all, good crowd, uh, 35,609, uh, so good crowd for a Friday night. It's interesting. You, you go over to the uh, Tiger message board and you hear uh, people complaining about the crowd, that they weren't loud enough or whatever. Everyone wants. Hey, listen, if you're getting 35,000 for an AAC game, that's a good crowd. And, uh, and so good for them. And the university's efforts uh, seem to pay off. Good crowd. Uh, they immediately fall behind 10-zip, and it's like, Ugh, this isn't going to go well. But then they come back in astonishing fashion to lead 21-10 to 10 early in the third quarter. And it felt like they were taking control of the game. It felt like they were taking control. They, they, they honestly, and, and I, I may be misguided in this, I just get so sick of them trying to slam their head against the wall running the ball, you know, so that I, I it always does seem to me that they – uh, historically have had the greatest success when they let Seth throw on first and second down. I know he's not perfect, um, but he in those two drives right before the half, he was sensational, and um, they were. it felt like they were in control. Uh, 21 to 10. And then they pissed it away. And I say that because you did see the photo of the Tulane player was he mock urinating? What 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 in the word on the in in the corner of the end zone, sort of over where the tiger logo was? There he is against the wall. I find it hard to believe he that was he was actually urinating? actually. I mean, they have a tent for that. Correct, and for the record, that tent does get used for that. Yeah, they have a tent for that. So I, I think it's it a celebration. A it was just a celebration. Well. It was. Uh, it seemed. Uh, it seemed unnecessary, honestly, and not particularly classy. Um, so, um, but it was all part of a twenty-one uh, nothing run. Run uh, by uh, by Tulane, and they win thirty-one to twenty-one, and so Memphis now four and two, and. I don't know. Like, I, I, they're in a very difficult spot, the Tigers are. Because 
There's nothing embarrassing about four and two. There's nothing embarrassing about being on pace to go to another bowl game. There's nothing embarrassing about losing to Missouri. You, you've, at this point, you've game. lost to your two top 25 teams. Yeah. Tulane is in the top 25. Now you lost to two top 25 times. Nothing embarrassing about that. And indeed, if they were coming off two excellent seasons where they were playing for the conference title or winning the conference title, you'd just say, oh, it's too bad, man. Maybe this isn't their year, you yeah. know? And you would also maybe point to, you know, the year that Mike Norvell stumbled in the middle of the season and then they went off. on. Like, the problem is, is context matters. And the context is a program that has, it feels like, was once one of the elite programs in the conference and now is not. And then when you play one of the elite programs in the conference, and by the way, this is even though most of the elite programs in the conference have left. Correct. You're still not the elite program in the conference. I mean, when, when this when this happened, when we learned that UCF and Houston and Cincinnati were leaving, we're like, well, Memphis is going to have to run that conference. Well, we're not running the conference. And is that too much to expect? I guess that's the question. What does one expect from the Memphis football program? Do you expect them to be a good, solid program that isn't at the very top of the conference, but isn't at the bottom of the conference and is, you know, towards the top of the conference and is pretty good? And, and as long as they're playing teams like uh, uh, Bethune-Cookman and Navy, they're going to win. And Arkansas State. And Arkansas State. And if they play teams like Tulane, they're going to lose. Um it's it like where is that okay? Are you okay with that? And if the, you're not okay with that, are you being an ingrate? Like, are you being? Are you saying what? Who do you think you are? Like, you, you're looking at you're looking at Memphis football as the standard. This reminds me very much of the Josh Pastner era, in the sense that you're following the guy. It's a clear. The program has clearly taken a step back. And at that point, it was getting to the NCAA tournament and losing games. They, he won two, I think, two? Two. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, is, it, it, it's so clearly a step back from where they were that there was perpetual dissatisfaction with Josh Pastner because they'd clearly 100% taken a step back. It was not living up to the standard. It wasn't even close to the standard. Yeah, I think the difference, though, at least with Pastner, is Pastner's following Cal Perry, who is his own standard to a certain degree, and it felt isn't Nor but isn't the isn't isn't Norvell the Cotton Bowl ESPN Game Day its own standard? I suppose you could make that argument, but Norvell and Fuentes two tenures resemble each other more than this 10-year resembles. That's the problem. It's he Mike Norvell did not stand out all by himself. Correct. It was... Like, yes, Justin did Justin not get Fuente, to the... No, but he won a conference title. Correct. Well, he tied, right? He tied. Yeah. Tied for a conference title. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to uh, me, this, to this, me this, that's... This team, in, this team in a diminished conference, in a, one, in a much less good conference, with the, the top knocked off of it, is not at least in this moment, does not appear to be uh, tying for any conference title. Yeah, the problem that I see is 
it's not as if the program's cratering. Because I would not, not make I would not make that argument. I wouldn't even like come on here and try to rile people up and make that argument. The problem is you have made whatever the brand that you spent a decade building, you pissed it away. It's irrelevant. I don't mean that I don't mean that I mean that literally in the sense of, okay, well, you're not part of the national well, story, you, but you, I don't know if that's the expectation. Look, what we always in the end up could do is we say and this is exactly at the beginning of the season. I said the worst of all worlds would be seven wins. Seven, right? eight wins, yeah. Seven, eight wins. Now, they may get more, more than that. So now, but I don't, like, they go now to UAB and North Texas. Well, UAB got drilled over the weekend by, by UTSA. They were competitive, but they fell apart at the end. And and UTSA is getting healthy. Yes. They got Frank Harris back. They're, 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 and they're, he's looking like Frank Harris. And he's Harris looking did. like Frank yes. Harris. That's it's the a big different. Part. It's a very different UTS team than we saw earlier in the year. Um, and so, but that's at UAB. That, that, it, like, that, that's, that's, that's a coin flip. And you're going to be, be favored. You're, you will be favored in that game. And you'll probably be favored. North Texas won big over Temple. Right, forty-five. Yes, 14. but that's that's what everybody's been doing over time. Right, I, I, Temple's terrible. So um, you can go and win these two, for sure. You can also split. Absolutely. Um, and does it matter? Like, even if they win those two, I mean, it matters in the sense of if you're going to play your way back into the conversation. You can conceivably, you can. It, it, it is not all now within your own hands, but you do play SMU. You could play for the conference title. If you win out, you are still likely, likely, likely to, to play for the conference title. Again, as you said, it's not a guarantee, but you're still likely. Do you think this team is likely to win out? I do not. No, they're not likely to win out. And so you end up with whatever, eight, you know, let's say they end up with eight wins. I mean, that's the problem that I said all along. Eight and four is going to be on paper an improvement, but I don't think eight and four is any different than six and six was against last year's schedule. And it doesn't really get it done in terms of generating excitement, momentum, whatever. And it maybe it's just, of course, this is part of the problem when you follow the two coaches that you follow and when you promise what you promised. Um, and, and so there you are. It's really difficult because uh, th- there's no reason to, like, pound the table and say Ryan Silverfield has to go. Uh, but there's also no reason to feel like to pound the table and say, my God, I have great confidence in the future of this program under Ryan Silverfield. No, I mean, the problem that you're going to face is you're probably going to get to this point where uh, his agent's going to be asking for an extension. Yeah, and no, 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 have- you don't do that. They, 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 they would not. That would be insanity. I agree, but that's the world of college football. Fine. Then let him quit. I mean, the reason you get extensions is so people don't take other jobs. Like they threaten Correct. to take other jobs. Whoa, you're going to take another job, Ryan? No. That's no, no. please, no, Don't no, go. no. I mean, literally, we're seeing the Josh no. Panthers thing Come play back. out. Totally. Stay, please. 100%. No, you don't offer him. You don't offer him an extension. Best I can tell, Laird and. Laird and Ryan don't have the same agent, though, so there is at least that working for you. I mean, I think I think they get along. I think they respect each other. I think you know, I, I, he, there's 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 he runs a solid pro. All those things. And by the way, he came down appropriately on Andres Fox for the nut punch, uh, embarrassing nut punch 
it was a it was a colorful game between the. Admittedly, I watched that video many times. times? Once I once okay, I got give home, us, give us the description of exactly how you would uh, how you. I mean, what it, happened? The only it was way just crazy. The just only way to describe off. it was yeah. it was literally a wrestling like low blow move. Yeah. Except it wasn't a gimmick. It was. It was a shoot. It was a shoot nut punch. The Dylan Brooks ones, you can at least be like. Except uh, for the Donovan Mitchell one. Right. Maybe maybe he was putting his arm yeah, out. Yeah, the other ones he was like, just, yeah, He was just yeah, getting, trying to get around the pit, whatever. No, this was like. Listen, he's not a terribly accurate human being. Fall back and punched him in the nuts. And, and it was uh, like the first time you saw it, you're like, wait, did he do that? And then Ryan like, says, that makes me sick to my stomach. Inexcusable. He used. Three varies, I think, or two varies. I'm very, very disappointed. Uh, no place for that in the program. All of that. He, he came down hard on, uh, on that, and it seemed appropriate. Um, some other curious things in that game. The Blake Watson situation was very curious. I mean, either he was benched or he was taken out of the game for injury. Well... The, it, 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 the nice thing is, is that Ryan offered up three different explanations. Uh, That's how you keep him guessing. <laughs> like, why can't you just tell us? Here you go. Ready? He said he may have been a little chipped up. That was the first one. That's injury. Okay. Although, uh, from the sideline, the sideline reporters say there was he didn't go into the tent. There was no one working on him. There was no sign of trainer. There was nothing. Right? They they did not see. I mean, you had uh, Greg Gaston was doing the radio sideline, and then the, the, you had the TV sideline. There was no report from either of them of any action that would suggest that he was injured. Okay. So then he said also, he went, sometimes you get a feel. You look at a guy, you think you need to make a sub. I mean, that implies to me that he was benched. Right. Yeah, but first, he might have been a little chipped up. Sometimes you get a feel. You look at a guy. You think you need to make a sub. And then third one was, I don't think it mattered who was running the ball. By the way, that's bull. I was about to say it. It, it, it. Of course it matters who's running the ball. If you if you have, a, <laughs> you, you, have you have number one running backs, and you have number two running backs, and you have number three running backs. The players are not just interchangeable. It matters who's running the ball. Now, it didn't particularly matter because they weren't having – this has been one of the problems under Ryan. They don't run the ball effectively, and then against Tulane, they really didn't run the ball effectively because Tulane has a has a crushing defensive front. But um, so I, I, maybe in, in, that's the context that mattered. But I think he was benched. To me, that's the only conclusion because I didn't see anything that would imply concussion, which no, was my my no, first they thought. Had some guy looking at him. If there was, we a didn't concussion. see that there was ever a moment where it's like he went into the tent and whatnot. So. I mean, I guess you could make the argument Sutton Smith did give them a little bit more. But, like, he gave them a nine-yard run, an eight-yard run, and then it was two and three. So, And then after that, Brandon Thomas is averaging 2.7 per carry. It's not like they all of a sudden were running Got to run and go with a hot hand. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's where Memphis football is. Um, they are okay, right? Uh, they're okay. I mean, they're a top half they're AAC a top half team, AAC but team. they're not a top and we'll see, quarter You know, team. in the same way that Memphis and Tulane were sorting themselves out this weekend. Like, yeah. could Memphis really be—we we thought Tulane was on a different level, but you hoped that— may, In the same way, 
now you're going to play two schools that you should be better than, but that probably feel like they're, they're in the same they're, spot. Yeah, they're yes. in the same spot. You're in. We're in. The, they're in the same spot. Memphis was in. Memphis may have this reputation that they're better than us, but we're we're we, we don't really think so. And uh, so we'll see those next two weeks. These next two weeks will help frame what's happening here. I think that's correct. If in fact they win the next two, then your complaints are just going to be what? They lose to two top 25 teams? Come on, man. That's that's irrational. That's irrational to hold that against them. They play competitively and lose to two. Yes, you wish they could have won, but if you're going after the head coach for because they're losing to two top 25 teams, I don't know what you expect, right? Yeah. That's if they win the next two. If they lose the next two or split the next two, I think it, but you're, well. now you're not just losing to the top 25 teams. Now you're losing to other mediocre teams. It has really defined you as being in the vast pit of mediocrity in the middle of the AAC. I'm with you completely. I mean, that's... These this, two games are are critical. They may not seem critical, so like because those were the critical games. And by the way, that Boise State, uh, that Boise State, they did win, it again. They did it again. They found a way to lose. They did it again. Boise, Boise State, astonishingly, this one was even more dramatic. Boise State was up thirty to ten against Colorado State. And gave up three touchdowns in the last four minutes, including a Hail Mary. It was honestly the closest thing you could think of is like this felt like the Houston game last year, but I think it's way worse because Colorado State was Colorado State in its current form is nowhere near as good as right. Houston was last year. And four minutes is a big difference than what was it, eight minutes at the time? So there you go. All right, we'll talk about other college football teams here in a minute. Did want to touch on the Grizzlies, uh, who lost to Miami uh, yesterday. But once again, a uh, couple things. Uh, we we uh, uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron both look like they're yep ready to go, which which we which, which I think is the single biggest like positive so far of preseason is they those two look ready to go day one, and I think they're poised for big years. Um. Okay, where do you put then the Zaire Williams development? Um, because I, let's be clear, I had said I'll believe it when I see it, and I was skeptical of Zaire. Um, and 19 points last night, he has made 18 of his last 13 three-pointers. Um, and um, looks like he could be a possibility at the very least. Now, we get, we got to get Friday. They play at Milwaukee. And that may be a critical dress rehearsal. There's uh, a Taylor Jenkins said that Marcus Smart could play Friday, so you may, yeah, you you may get a sense of what he's going to do by what he does on Friday. But where are you in the list of positives? Um, of course, we take for granted the Stephen Adams health. Yeah, that's that's one. Bain and and Jaron ready to go is also big. And then, but then we have Zaire, who's been good. I have been trending to this position for preseason. Now I think I am here. I think it is trending to where Zaire's going to get that starting spot. I think it's probably for the best. If he ends up earning that spot and deserving that spot, I think that is by far better for the team because of fit, because of what he provides. So I'm there. I'm Still also at the point where it's like, I'm going to need to see more once we get to the— I'm I'm very much where I was with Santi last year to start the season, whereas 
I don't have any problem with him earning that spot, but I'm still not ready to say, like, this is the difference, and here we go. It's, you know, let's start planning the parade. But I do think that he has earned earned that first crack. Um, well, and it, the, the, the point that we made with Chris last week, which is whatever you think about the present and th- th- that there is something to be said for doing whatever you can, given that he is showing promise, to support the continued development of Zaire Williams. Luke Kennard is going to be Luke Kennard. Yep. And he's going to make shots, and whether you start him or bring him off the bench, it feels like he is close to a finished product. Yes. Zaire Williams, if it's six of one, half dozen under the other, or even if it's marginally better to start Luke Kennard, but you feel like by starting Zaire Williams, putting better players around him, giving him that sense of confidence that you've made him a starter, if that helps bring him along, he is not close to a finished product. And so I do think, although this is the team is obviously in a place where the window is to win now, I think within that, development still does matter. And, uh, and if, if starting him helps with that enterprise, I certainly would have no objection to it. Uh, whatsoever. We'll talk more about the uh, NFL in the second hour. Uh, Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock, and we're going to do the fight song roundup coming up next. Before then, I will remind you, uh, sadly on Mondays, Bounty is not open. Bounty on Broad is not open. Uh, But it is open on Wednesday, and uh, you can have 25-cent martinis from 5 to 6. You can get half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine. It is uh, Bounty on Broad, beautiful restaurant. They call it uncompromisingly gluten-free, which means they don't have like one dish that's gluten-free or, or these three that are gluten-free or whatever else. The entire menu, they use cornmeal instead of wheat flour. And so the entire menu is freaking delicious, but it's also if there's someone in your party who uh, who likes to avoid gluten, they can order anything off the menu. There's a real freedom to that. For the rest of us, I don't mind gluten. I love gluten. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. I've said this before. The uh, fried oysters, because it's cornmeal, absolutely sensational. Uh, and that goes right down the menu. It is a fabulous menu. Again, Wednesdays, um, 25-cent martinis from 5 to 6, and half-price bottles of wine, half-price glasses of wine. It's Bonnie on Broad. 410-8131 is the phone number, uh, 2519 Broad Avenue. We'll do fights on Roundup when we return. It's Jeff Gawkins, show 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Ryan Horvath with BetQL. Coming up, Monday Night Football, we get the Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers come in with two straight wins and the fifth-ranked total offense in the National Football League. They also have the 14th-ranked ground attack, and I think that's going to get a little bit better this week with Austin Eckler returning. Dallas just 1-2 and two against the spread on the road this season, and their secondary looked painfully ordinary against the 49ers last week. I'm rolling with the Chargers. I'm Ryan Horvath. Bet smarter and beat the books with BetQL. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're going abroad for the first time in years to Spain. So we started using Babbel. And started learning Spanish fast. With Babbel, you can start having conversations in another language in just three weeks. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. In just three weeks, we're starting to have conversations in Spanish. Gracias, Babbel. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. The Majestic Grill might just be that one place that can be everything to everyone. I'm not the person who first said that about the Majestic Grill, but I think it's absolutely true. It's the place to go for a downtown business lunch, and it's also the place to go before a show at the Orpheum. And it's also the place to go to sit at the bar and have a cheeseburger, and it's the place to go for a date or a special dinner out. So swing by their beautiful restaurant at 145 Main Street. The Majestic Grill is a slice of Memphis history that Denny and Patrick Riley have filled with a warmth that is hard to describe and harder to resist. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. Oh, who moved the couch? So that's what we're doing right now, in fact, is I try and feel around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, cactus? Can I get a little help over here? Yeah, bro. Just let me finish this boss battle. Sure. Go ahead. Medic! 
Now you can get fast, reliable internet on the Xfinity 10G network and get storm-ready Wi-Fi when you upgrade, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Only from Xfinity. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Storm-ready Wi-Fi limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. For more details, visit Xfinity.com slash stormready. You've got a leaky flat or metal roof on your commercial building and they're saying you need a new roof? No, no, no. Just call Joe. Joe Stallmaker, that is. 901 Waterproofing and Roof Coatings. They can restore your existing roof with a quality coating system and can save you up to 70%. The roof coating systems extend the life of your roof and come with a 5 to 15 year leak-free warranty so you get the benefits of a new roof without the huge expense. So call Joe Stallmaker today, 901-287-1923 or visit 901waterproofing.com. Hey, Kathy, what if I want to change my insurance plan? Steve, State Farm is here for your what ifs. So what if I want to change from a radio dude to a zookeeper? State Farm is here for your what ifs. Call or text Kathy Thurman Edwards, the State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle, 901-767-7744. My team would love to help you with your what ifs. We're not as cute as Jake, but we're better looking than a lizard. Consolation Prize time is over. Why, you may ask? Because no one ever said, hey, you know what I want to root for? A losing team. I want to live on the wrong side of the track. Ain't nothing better than being on the wrong side of the river. You don't want that. You want to be on the right side of the river, where you have better odds. Come on, mama. Or get complimentary drinks. Or even just play some golf. See way better entertainment. Basically, you just want to be on the right side of the river. See y'all in Tunica. Complimentary drinks for players only. Visit tunicatravel.com. Basketball season is around the corner, and BetQL is here to help you win more consistently this year. BetQL is an absolute game changer if you're looking to find trends to help you win. Make smarter bets on spreads, totals, player props, and more. BetQL has already helped over 300,000 people with powerful analytics and community insights. Don't airball any shots this season. Visit BetQL.com for their free daily analysis today. That's BetQL.com. When you think of health, where does your mind go? To the doctor's office or to your community where you can join kids clubs and local events? At your grocery store where an allowance makes it easier to eat healthy or on your street where a ride is there to take you to the doctor? We're WellPoint, a health insurance company that knows that health isn't just one thing. It's everything. WellPoint, your whole health is our whole point. Services are provided by WellPoint Texas Inc. or WellPoint Tennessee Inc. Bank of America is the proud employer of over 210,000 teammates who go above and beyond to support their clients' financial goals. Like Bruno, a Better Money Habits volunteer champion who helps debt feel less scary by giving clients tips and tools to tackle it little by little. For all your financial goals, we're here to listen and help. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC Equal Credit Opportunity Lender. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
Get ready to start the NFL week off right. Right now, all customers, no sweat, same game, probably for Thursday night football. That's right, whether you're a new customer or an existing customer. No sweat, same game parlay. Just place a three-leg same game parlay on uh, this week's games. It's the Jags and the Saints. Get a bonus bets back if you do not win. NFL same game parlay is a perfect way to combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payday. And listen, you can uh, build your own same day parlay or same game parlay, or you can use one of the pre-built ones that are already there, right there for you to jump on at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app. Go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. Don't miss out on your chance. Get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in present Tennessee. Refund issue is non-withdrawable. Bonus bets are seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks. Must otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Let's do the fight song roundup. This is my fight was a sensational game. Washington beats Oregon 36-33. Reminded me a little bit of, uh, just in terms of the epic quality, Alabama-Tennessee last year. You know, like, when you got to halftime, you're like, oh, my God, I still have another half of football left. It was like, take a deep breath here. Here we go. It was absolutely incredible. Quarterbacks both sensational. Penix. 22 of 27, 302 yards, four touchdowns, holding his belly, (coughs) ribs, whatever the hell it was. He was beat up, tough, Jeffrey, tough. Indeed, he absolutely was just hanging tough. Hanging tough. And uh, Bo Nix, 22 of 44, 337 yards, two touchdowns, six lead changes. And so all all the debate, Jeffrey, is over Dan Lanning and his decision to go for it. Fourth down, less than three minutes remaining. Fourth and three, up 33-29. Do you go for it? If you go for it, you win the game. Or do you punt it away? (laughs) They went for it. Did not get it. Two plays later. Washington scores to take the lead, and then Oregon had a chance to miss the field goal at the end. I was fine with the decision to go for it. It was the only way to. It was the only way to. I think no matter what, Washington was probably going down and scoring. I'm open to the argument if you punt it away that you were going to, you were going to make it tougher on them. But Washington scored so quickly that Oregon gets the ball right back, and they had multiple chances to score again. They lose on a field goal at the end. I didn't really have a problem with it. The only decision that he made that I really did not like was at the end of the half. At the end of the half, you want him to take three. Because because they were getting the ball back at the next. Well, and part of the math of going for it down there is you leave them with horrible field position. Well, if you don't score, it doesn't matter. The half is over. You're not leaving them with horrible field position. So that changes the math. That was the only one that I really struggled with. I didn't love the two play calls on the... No, I think... Honestly, one of the real problems was the play before the fourth and three. Correct. That was where I. That was what I had the issue with. Um, 
the, so I, I don't know that it is always the case that in that situation, I would say you've got to go for it. Uh, fourth and three, basically midfield. Um, you're up. You have a chance to win the game. I don't know that it's always the case, but I think in this circumstance, it was the right call because a couple reasons. A, you've got a sensational offense. You should be able to make it. You've got a sensational offense. Okay? You've been running it down their throats. Right. B, they have a sensational offense. So, so you, you want to win the game while you have a chance to win the game. You, know, you want to punt it back to Michael Penix and, and Junior, let him do what he's been doing? Like, they have a sensational offense. Um, they had no timeout. So if if you get it, it is literally you literally over. win the game. Yeah. And so the the, the the it's a trade-off between get it, win the game. The alternative would have been punt away, gain 30 yards on the punt, 27 yards on the punt. Yeah. Right? Is 27 yards handicapping their offense by 27 yards worth? the chance to actually just go ahead and win the damn game. And by the way, as it as it turned out, you had a chance to win the game anyway at the end. Probably not. That's why really the only decision that I had was, a problem with was the one at the half. Correct. And that's, that's fine. I actually that one to me they they they, they were down 4. Yep. They could have taken the points. It's a little simplistic to say, "Oh, they lost by 3. They won that that's that's too simplistic." But to say in that situation, cut the lead to 1 have momentum going into the half. And by the way, you get you the get ball, the ball yeah. to start the second half. I could argue that one. This has been a um it's been an issue for Dan Lanning on fourth down. Particularly against Washington. <laughs> multiple times. A year ago, uh fourth and one from their own 34 late in the fourth quarter when the game was tied. Uh that was stopped and Washington kicks a field goal to win. Uh 37 to 34. Uh, also last year versus Oregon State, fourth and one from their own 29 in the fourth quarter. Uh, that play was stopped. Oregon State scored a touchdown four plays later to take the lead and won 38-34. And then this one. But I don't think it means he's wrong. No. I, and again, he is aggressive. And I give him credit. He was consistent. He was consistently aggressive. And yes, it didn't work out for him, but I also think, like, the team that had the better quarterback won. Like, I know the numbers. The team that has the better quarterback won, but I'm not sure the better team won. I agree with that. Like, I think, like, right now, if you're playing at a neutral, I'm taking Oregon. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Bo had a couple of times where I'm like, if he just makes a decent throw, guys were open, and, like, I know his numbers. Do you believe good, that but, uh, who's going will, to – will a Pac-12 team be in the playoff, and, and, and will two be in the playoff? I don't know if two will. It's possible. I I think there's going to be enough. I think there's going to be enough other options. Other quality. I do think Georgia, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, there's a lot. Yes. There's a lot out there this year. I do think these two teams are better than everybody else in their league, and I do actually think that they can get back and play each other again. I think that they are – I have pretty good. Is, com- I have a decent is, amount of confidence I think in I that. I do too. Because who else? Like, who are you going with? Honestly, you going with? Uh, uh, I mean, Washington State got drilled. Arizona is looking perky. I mean, that that one. I mean, I picked Arizona, but I took seven and a half. I didn't tell everybody. Hey, man, they're going to win right. forty-four to six. Like, it wasn't like I saw that one coming. 
Um, well, we'll get to another team that it, it, it does not feel it's gonna like it's gonna be uh, later on in the fight song roundup. Who's next? Prior to this, Tennessee under Josh Heupel, zero and nine when they don't score third. Yeah, I, I actually was – I know there are plenty of people that were not impressed with them. I was impressed with them because this was a good, tough win that I'm like, I don't know – I don't know how they figure out how to win this game because what they needed to do wasn't working, and they found ways to make plays. Obviously, the punt return helps a ton, but I, this was a good, tough win, and sometimes you have to have those. tough – Phil Fulmer would have loved this win. Absolutely. Phil Fulmer would have loved this win. A lot of scrimmage game. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt would have loved this win. Absolutely. Uh, 20 to 13 over Texas A&M as Eric Berry is uh, is uh, inducted into the Tennessee Football Hall of Fame and it was a bruising affair it was an absolutely bruising listen they ran the ball they ran the ball against a team that like you shouldn't no one can run the ball against Texas A&M 100% and so they ran the ball they were ferocious on defense those two late picks were huge um and they James, harassed Max for most James of the day. James Pierce Jr. Yeah. was like a total nightmare. Uh, two sacks, five hurries. I like the way that, that the commentators talked about the punt return because they called it a team touchdown. Yes. And that's exactly what it was. Because how the field position, the pinning them back. Yeah. The coach is like, this is a coach's wet dream, for God's sake. Absolutely. Sakes. You, you pin them down uh, at the goal line on offense with a punt. You then stuff them. Absolutely stuff them. And uh, they got a punt out of their end zone. Punt return, touchdown, yes. boom, team touchdown. Yes. So the question is, you and I agree, tough win, good win, but, but, Joe Milton and Alabama. Uh-huh. 11 to 2,200 yards. It's just like... Like, there was early on, there was this, that was a fourth down, I think. Was it the fourth down throw? And then he's rolling right. Yes. He clearly has, you can either throw it or run it at that point. And he doesn't run it. He doesn't throw it. And then he throws it late. And it's just like, he has no feel for the game. I think he's more than banged up. Like, you, he just doesn't look right. And I'm not someone that was... Ever like Joe Milton is the, you know, this is going to be a Heisman year. What a dream season. But I've seen him play better than this. He just doesn't look right to me. But, I mean, that's the big question. Can they get the passing game going well enough? And I Their don't last know. nine drives get them to the 50 or better. Yeah. And they got a touchdown and two field goals out of it. Like they had five red zone attempts and got 13 points. So good, tough win. Correct. I just don't know how much confidence you have. Now, Alabama muddled themselves, and uh, Milrow, gets, <laughs> Milrow gets sacked. It's just, it's just bizarre to see Alabama's offensive line give up that many sacks. Like, it's just they cannot protect the quarterback. I will say, though, part of their formula for winning, I think, is going to just draw up sacks because it's basically running and right. deep shots. And so basically what you're saying is, we're going to just try to get to the quarterback we so that he, can't. he takes a beating. Correct. He's, he's there to take a beating. Correct. Like and it's just deep, deep shot. And to take deep yes. Shot. I can see that. All right. Uh, 
next. I was on the wrong side. On the wrong side? Yes. I did not expect a team to put up 48 points with 251 yards of I offense. I was going to say, that was the amazing thing about this. Notre Dame, a week after getting absolutely blitzed by Louisville. Louisville, by the way, then went out and get blitzed by Pittsburgh. That was a classic trap game Yes, right absolutely. There. 100%. Like, in fact, that, I think I saw, I heard a guy on your show talking about how mm-hmm. this is... That's it, an Arduzzi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. This is a classic pit game. Um, but Notre Dame bounces back and throttles USC. As you point out, they didn't do it offensively. Mm-mm. They got only 251 yards offensively. And so it wasn't USC's defense that let them down the way everyone expects. No, you sit there and you go, oh, they got beat 40 to 20. Like, oh, USC's defense got well, got. got no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. The problem was they couldn't block anybody. At all. They needed Anthony Munoz. Yes. They needed Anthony Munoz in there at all. Notre Dame was just having their way. Three picks, two fumbles, and we're not going to have a repeat Heisman winner. I think that's likely at this point. I mean, I suppose it's entirely possible that I, – I think it's more possible, though, that the, this USC team finishes like 8-4 than it is who, that they figured they out. Left. Here's who they have left. You tell me how many wins they're going to have out of this group. They got Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. They could lose four of those games. 100%. Now, they get Utah at home, correct? Yes. Okay, you, you got to do the math. Utah at home is always uh, a very different team than Utah on the road. Okay, fine. But they're not going to beat Washington, Oregon, or U- UCLA toss up. I mean, to me, like, 9-3 and three feels at best. Nine and three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. They're they're. Sorry. Sorry. USC. Uh, and uh, and good for Marcus Freeman too. Uh, yeah, but like he still did like he still has coaching blunders where you're just yes. like, oh my god, dude, what are you doing? Like he just gave him three points at the end of the half. Um. Who's next? Well, we now understand why Mac Brown lost his mind uh-huh. that Tez Walker couldn't play. Yes. Uh, Turns out he makes a difference. Three touchdowns. Six catches, 132 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, Miami, you can move on to next year. Uh, UNC beats Miami. And so we have a question, Jeffrey. One of the, one of the things that's interesting, and in in, it, it feels like there's some elite teams. But then there's some undefeated teams that are not elite teams necessarily. We don't necessarily think of as elite teams. What do we make in North Carolina? And we're going to get to another one next. What do we make in North Carolina? I think North Carolina has an extremely good quarterback. Extremely. I actually think their defense is starting to maybe not be a negative. Much better. Defensive front is much better than it has been. I mean, I kind of buy them in, in the terms of the ACC. Like, that formula kind of works. Like, offensively, they're able to both run it and throw it, and their defense is pretty good. Like, they've been a little gettable in the secondary, but how many how many teams have quarterbacks that are going to be able to exploit that? Florida State does. At times. At times. 
They certainly have a receiver who can. They Correct. Have There's receiver, no question. A receiver who can exploit yes. that. Yes. Uh, anyway, shout out to UNC. But like, let's see. Georgia Tech should be okay. Campbell, Duke. The question is when they play Duke, is is uh, Riley? Feels like he might be. Is he back? And if he is, then that becomes tougher. And then they finish at Clemson and right. NC State. So. That's the thing. It's uh, those Duke Clemson back to back. Funny to hear you say that about Duke. I know, but like. But it's true. Duke's, Duke is a tough out. All right, this is a uh, maybe a controversial selection to play this song. Uh, but here you go. We're playing it anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> Iowa beats Wisconsin 15 to 6. Iowa. Punts 10 times. Iowa has as many three and outs as first downs. That's nine. Iowa has goes six of 14 for 34 passing yards for the game. Iowa has 68 second half yards total. And Iowa wins by nine. They got As a double-digit underdog. They got three first downs in the second half. Now it helped that Tanner Mordecai got hurt. Yes, but it did help. To, that Tanner to be Mordecai clear, got hurt. it's not like Tanner Mordecai was lighting it up when he was in there in the first half. By the way, Iowa, a uh, good weekend for Iowa. Caitlin Clark played in mm-hmm. front of uh, fifty-five thousand six hundred and forty-six. And they Iowa finally got basketball. to see some scoring at Kinnick and Stadium. And they finally got to see some scoring at Kinnick Stadium. So here's the thing. I don't take Iowa seriously. No, but I don't take the Big Ten West seriously. But that's the thing. Look at their schedule. They are going to be in Indianapolis again. I mean, this game was basically going to decide the Big Ten West. It's dreadful for us as college football fans. Yeah, but if they turn around and, like, lose to Minnesota, are you that, like... The problem is the way that they play, every game is going to be up for grabs. Well, that's true. Like, they could have lost to Michigan State. They could have lost to Purdue. Uh, anyone else you particularly want to salute, Jeffrey? Uh, Georgia won, but not eh. persuasively. Uh, Alabama won. There's the question of whether or not persuasively. Drake, whether or not uh, Brock Bowers is hurt because of Drake now apparently being a Georgia fan. I've seen many oh, right. out Brock there. Brock Bowers gets hurt. Correct. Uh, there yeah. were... Uh, James Madison continues to roll. They, and they can't play. Wagon. They can't play in a bowl, which is just the stupidest thing ever. Um, I get if you're moving down, you should. Right. Like, but if you're moving up, you, it's a huge disadvantage to move. I mean, I think up. is the argument you get extra scholarships. How about Florida as a possible as one that we should have celebrated? Florida, 41-39 over South Carolina. Graham Mertz has a huge game. Huge fourth quarter, 30 yeah. 30 of 48, 423 yards, three touchdowns. We could have saluted them. We could have saluted LSU. I also would like to give a quick shout-out to Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer, if you want to know where the South Carolina football program is right now, he started the SEC teleconference with a cryptic, we just got a big recruit. So... That's pretty early in the calendar to go to that move. <laughs> um, Yikes. All right, who are we blown up? Were you awake? I was I stayed awake. up. I couldn't, the I couldn't take my eyes off. Yeah. 
do ex- like I get staying up to watch Colorado because it's an enter- like it's a show. But then they're up at some point. They're up twenty nine nothing at the half. Don't you at that point say, yeah, seen enough here? It's Stanford for God's sake. There were I was still kind of wired from our game, so I was still unwinding. Ah. And then when you saw the second half start the way that it did, you started going, eh, maybe. Because Colorado feels like the type of team where if they get up 29, like you could tell kind of at the end of the first half, they it, were. It, it 100% felt like, and, and maybe this is, it felt like their clowning and self-confidence and arrogance got them. Correct. And then on top they, of that, they, they don't have a good. They were literally laughing at Stanford. On the, like you could see them. They were like, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm all for celebrating sure. and everything else. But it feels like to me. But I mean, Dion said the same thing. Dion said going into the half, he's like, I did not like the attitude for my right. guys. Yeah. And like you could kind of feel that game turn. And Colorado's defense is not good enough to just sit on a lead. Their defense is freaking awful. You can. I mean, this you, game, this game look, set here, back here, tackling. They decades. can't run the ball, and they. It, it, if you're asking for the the perfect, the perfect, to, it, the perfect team to give up a 29 point lead, because it can't shorten the clock. That can't run the ball and can't and has and, and can't tackle, can't, can't tackle and can't defend the pass. Right. Right. And then um, you had, you know, and then Travis Hunter. I felt I don't know so he, bad for him. Yeah, God, I felt bad for him. Like they're just sitting he's there going, a, "Go cover this one guy." And it's like he's gassed. He's gassed, and who knows if he's all the way back and everything else. He is a great player. He is going to be a great NFL cornerback. Yes, and he was lit up because he was asked to do too much. Yes, I, mean, um, I think he played like hundred and twenty something snaps again. And then you also, so then you go into overtime, and you've got Dion's. Overtime philosophy, which is to take the ball. And I'm still convinced he just thinks it's NFL rules. No, what he, what he says. I, I trust my quarterback to put pressure on him. It's like, well, if you trust your quarterback, then put your defense on the field and trust that he's going to go match. No, There's what, an advantage his, to know what you have to get. I know that. There is an advantage. But he doesn't. He thinks. I, I disagree. But, of course, he knows the rules. The, the, his theory is. Never assume that, by the way. His theory is that with his Jed quarterback, Fish didn't know that you couldn't. That you had Sanders to go for two, two weeks quarterback, ago. they're going to get a touchdown every time, and that will put such emotional pressure on the other team to know they have to get a touchdown that they will crumble before the emotional uh, weight of having to match the brilliant Shador Sanders, who is automatically going to get a touchdown. That's his theory, and that outweighs that advantage outweighs knowing what you have to get. And that's just not true. <laughs> and it's just not true. Yeah. But that's what he says. That's what he thinks. And uh, and the problem with Colorado now is they have, if they're trying to get to six, they're obviously trying to get to six wins. They've got four. Find two more on their schedule, Jeffrey. Find two more on Colorado's schedule. They've got, this would have this would have gotten them Within this, this was one they this needed. This was one they this needed. This was one they needed. Because now bad. there is Arizona. They have, I think, and but then other than that, they're go- they are going to be underdogs in. All right, so they've got, they've got, their bye week is this week. They have at UCLA. I presume UCLA is going to be favored. Yes, they will be underdogs to UCLA. They get Oregon State at home, which is key. Oregon State's a very good physical football team, but they're a an absolute monster at home. But on the road, 
they're a little bit more gettable. Then you have Arizona. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 